Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. <laughs> hey, everybody. Ed Carball here. Coast to Coast Combat Hour. Uh, I'm solo tonight. Mr. Hawkins is uh, handling some personal business this evening that came up unexpectedly, so I offered to take the helm. Let me zip this up so there's some white stuff bleeding into the video here. Sorry about that. Coincidentally, I'm wearing my Bellator hoodie, too. Uh for uh you know Bellator is back this week so we got Bellator 254 UFC 256 um so let's go yeah Coast to Coast Combat Hour brought to you by allaccessmma.com make sure you check out allaccessmma.com for your mixed martial arts news um we are what's it Tuesday so I think weigh-ins are tomorrow. I just got the email. Weigh-ins are tomorrow. The ceremonial weigh-ins will be tomorrow for Bellator 254. Um, <clears throat> I know Nolan King had tweeted out some stuff. We had lost one, a couple of fights, right, or something got postponed. I think it's something we got to get used to, unfortunately, with the uh, – let's bring it up. I don't know if they, if they updated their website yet. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, but they're starting at 7.30. So that means something. We lost something. Beltor 254 with Elimile McFarlane uh, versus Juliana Velasquez, who's 10-0. and 0, So you got two undefeated young ladies on tomorrow night's, uh, sorry, Thursday night's main event for Bellator 254. The, um, one of the things, uh, I'm sorry if I'm a little flustered. I'm doing this a little bit after uh, um, dinner, and it's like 30 degrees here in Jersey. You know, Matt always asks me how how's the weather or how things are, and I always complain about the weather. And New Jersey, as always, has sucky weather. Um, but we got Beltor 254 UFC Thursday, Beltor 256 Saturday. Wait, did I just mess that up? Yeah, Bellator 254, UFC 256 on Saturday. And then in between that, we're sandwiched with, uh, I think we got one, two, three Knights of Cage Warriors. So if you have UFC Fight Pass, you are going to be in for a treat with all the fights we got this week in between Bellator and the UFC and Cage Warriors. So um, <clears throat> I really didn't get a chance to... I had just started my UFC breakdown, but this this card on the uh, I wonder if I should share this up. I was lately when I do, I'm not used to uh, doing this podcast alone, but I'm I am used to doing stuff alone. Um, but I didn't have as much time as I wanted to prepare for it tonight. But uh, where's the main card here? Nolan King just tweeted something about the co-main event for Bellator two fifty four. That is absolutely flying under the radar. I agree with him 100%. Magomed Mag- Magomedov versus Matthias Matos. Let's see if we can't share this. Uh, let's try to keep up with the theme here, right? Let's see if I can't share this screen with you. Hopefully, it doesn't mess up the stream too bad. Uh, take a look at these 
fights that we got coming up here. All right, there we go. A little more like home, right? Um, this is the fight that, uh, I mean, in all honesty, you know, coming off of Thanksgiving week, I have to admit I've been a little sluggish in the brain. Um, probably haven't been um, as updated or as up to speed with uh, the upcoming events. I've been so focused on, I mean, if you look at all the, uh, I'm going to get into that too. Um, the uh, COVID cancellations. Um, it's it's almost like it, between keeping up with that and then obviously with the news of, of uh, fighters getting cut and things of that nature, it's just to the point that we're uh, you know if your heads if you're in the combat sports space, your head's probably spinning, and the only ones that are probably the most focused right now are all the fighters competing um, in the next few days. Um, <clears throat> I mean, tie that up with, with it being the end of the year and COVID and vaccine news and all that stuff. It makes for a crazy time, right? So um, the uh, main card is on CBS Sports. And I, this was a fight that I actually, because uh, Goiti Yamauchi is a, uh, submission guy and you know how i like my submission fighters um so this is actually a really tight tight main card ronnie marks and linton vessel i think ronnie marks is one of chael's peoples from uh att portland and linton linton vassal we haven't seen fighting a little bit um and you'll have to forgive me i'm used to having the encyclopedic mind Sorry, the encyclopedic mind of Matthew Hawkins uh, <clears throat> helping me out with these, but um, Jesus, this weather's kill, killing my throat. Um, this is actually a, this is actually a really good card on Thursday night. Um, <clears throat> this one's tough to call for me. I guess uh, Linton's got the experience. No, I mean they're about even in experience. I feel like he, uh, or he's definitely got a height advantage, which means he's probably got a bit of a reach advantage. If his output is uh, what I recall, he can definitely fire away and uh, either get a you know win on points. But uh, Marx is is uh, no slouch himself. He's pretty tough. I've seen him fight a few times. I think he fought in WSOF uh, PFL transition card. I forget what I think they were still under the WSOF banner. Um, this fight, when you put two undefeated fighters together, there's something about uh, <clears throat> uh, someone is going to have to take an L that night, right? So if we got the champ who's been pretty good at defending our title for quite some time now, um, I wouldn't be surprised if of course, you know, the, the night that I do the podcast by myself is when my, my throat starts dicking around, right? <clears throat> um, it, it, it's one of those things that with 2020 and how odd everything has been, I wouldn't be sur- ah, I can't pick against Eileen Malay, though. She's been, I've been following, actually, if you check this YouTube channel, I interviewed her, that was just before she made her title run. She's a, uh, She's evolved so much and become so dominant in, in her weight class. I wouldn't be surprised if she uh, 
she just uh, gives hands this girl her first loss. The fight with Vita Artiga, I know, is one she kind of wants to get back because that was a tough fight, and it got ended because of the cut that Artiga got. So I don't know if uh, Velasquez got there, you know, because of the uh, the matchmaking and everything going on with COVID. I feel like all the matches and rankings in any in any organization anywhere went out the window when trying to make fights. But I mean, it's weird because. The fights, especially looking at this card, these, these are all great fights. I mean, these are all really, really great uh, fights. This is the one that no one was talking about being a scrap. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it, man. I mean, I didn't realize how stacked this card was until I'm looking at it now. Uh, I mean, I, I always pick Yamauchi because I, I love his submission game, but it seems like if if uh, <laughs> folks keep him off away from where he's comfortable. That's one for uh that's one that's gonna be uh definitely up in the air to watch. And then we have the prelims. Prelims are always on the Bellator YouTube channel. Um it's you know what's funny is uh so East Coast time is prelims start at seven thirty. So Matt is always up in arms about how the Bellator cards aren't that um you know, he's still kind of working and stuff or making his way home. Um, so, but I feel like this is a, a more, uh, a more, where's the event? Here we go. Let me just stop sharing. Yeah, 7.30 on Thursday, the prelims. And then the main card, 10 o'clock is like a decent main card time. So Thursday night should be a pretty live fight. I'm looking forward to that. I mean, as far as making predictions, man, it's, uh, this card is is so good. I I don't even want to really mess with it. I mean, I'm, uh, if if you want my picks, Matt would probably disagree with some of them. But um, you know, our our picks haven't been on point this year. We'll say, <laughs> especially mine. Mine have been horrid. Um, I got Elimale Magomed because we we have a running joke about the Magomeds on uh, this podcast. I'm calling. I'm gonna call Yamauchi by weird sub, and then uh, this fight right here opens up the main card. I uh, I think I think Linton uh, Linton's height and reach. I think he's just gonna he might he might be able to uh, outstrike Marks on that card right there. So. Bellator's back on Thursdays. They took off for Thanksgiving. Um, I'm looking forward to this. I didn't realize how stacked this main card was. Um, I don't know if anything fell apart. I don't mean to like kind of brush by this card, uh, only because um, again I hadn't researched it that much, and this is kind of impromptu. But let me find out if uh, there's uh, <clears throat> there's been a lot of news with the uh, upcoming UFC card. But um, before we move into that, I feel like I feel like some of the things that need to be addressed are, um, you know, as we transition over to the UFC news, you know, the uh, the cuts. Obviously, Dana White. You know, it's weird when he mentioned. I think it was at the two fifty five press conference. Excuse me, where he mentioned <clears throat> um, uh, that their roster was very inflated, and I I, I guess it didn't trigger anyone else that 
that cuts would be coming. And, and um, I guess as we're going into the beginning of a new year, cuts are uh, happening. Rachel, Rachel Ostovich got cut today. For some reason, I thought Yair Rodriguez was going to be one of those cuts, but he's on suspension because of the um, whereabouts thing. Um, Yoel Romero, obviously. Yoel Romero was kind of the catalyst news that, you know, made Dana White have to speak on that. So let me stop sharing this for a minute. Um, And uh, as I bring up the UFC 256 fight card, because I have a lot to say about that too, as well as some of the news that came about from <clears throat> from the as we are beginning fight week. You know, uh, Tuesday is usually travel day if you're uh, off the fight cards on Saturday. So I would imagine fighters got to make their way a little sooner because of quarantining and testing and stuff like that. Seems to be the the theme of the year with uh, everything going on. So I forget how many fights were on that card, but uh, you know they're down to like ten fights or something now. And I would imagine we're going to gain or lose more as we near it. I I tweeted out the news their their UFC press release earlier. Um, the uh, here we go, Davidson Figueroa. I wonder if they updated on their website. I'm just checking here. Looks like uh, Kevin Holland and Jacare Souza. I know that was one of the fights pushed back from a week or two ago, right? Because uh, somebody, I, I believe, wasn't it Holland that had COVID nineteen and uh, I mean, or tested positive for it? Maybe he wasn't showing symptoms, or whatever, and now he's negative. But I mean, I would imagine, you know, it's only Tuesday, and uh, last week, last last week's Vegas event, we lost like three fights the day of, right? <clears throat> so. I wouldn't. Uh, I mean, if you're gonna, if you're a gambling person and you're gonna place bets, I'd place those bets. Uh, you know, day of. Hmm. Um. Oh boy. Let me see. I'm gonna bring this up here. I have a really big concern. I'm gonna bring up, especially with the main event. And I don't want. I'm trying not to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy that jinxes stuff. But. Uh, you know. It is what it is in the era of COVID. There we go. I bring that up. <clears throat> As we always do. We uh, UFC do UFC.com's uh main card listing as of right now. Um none of these are on. Let me see if I can find the uh the press release just to make sure I'm not talking about fights that aren't happening. Oh, I just tweeted before, by the way. Uh, Israel Adesanya got his uh, purple belt in jiu-jitsu from Andre Galvao. It's a pretty emotional moment for him, it looked like. So if you didn't check that out, check it out, man. It's uh, good news for him. Looks like he was uh, very humbled and uh, and uh, happy to get it. It's definitely taken by surprise. He got emotional about it. Bill promotions are an emotional time, man. If you're a jiu-jitsu guy, you know. It is what it is in, in the. Uh, it's one of those. It's one of the humble, most humble, more humbling martial arts, and uh, so when you get ranked in it, it's always something that you're just like, "Wow, I I, I earned this," and uh, you can see that in Israel Adesanya's face. So, congratulations, to Israel Adesanya, for getting his purple belt. All right, um, 
All right, so there's so, there's so much to talk about with the UFC 256. First, let me read off their press release from earlier this afternoon. Uh, due to positive COVID-19 tests, the following changes are will occur for the weekend's event. And this is as of right now. What are we, seven quarter after 7 o'clock on a Tuesday night? So we got a lot of days coming of stuff to happen. Number 12, ranked women's strawweight Angela Hill kind of – she put that up herself on Instagram. But uh, her fight was taken off, her versus Tisha Torres. Replacing Hill will be newcomer Sam Hughes, who finished four of her five victories, including a recent first-round stoppage. Um, and then Dwight Grant is being removed for his, from his bout with Li, Li Jing Liang, and uh, they said they were looking for a replacement. Um, I feel like this is going to be a hard week to get a replacement, so... I know they're trying to save the card from diminishing. What was last weekend was like eight car, eight fights on the card, right? I mean, which is uh, you know, that's rough. <laughs> that's rough to move forward with, and uh, <sighs> I mean, it's rough because I feel you know you can see Dana White's face. Um, you can see Dana White's face when he uh, has to kind of address what's going on and stuff. So I know, man. Uh, credit credit where credit is due for moving forward. I know, you know, fighter pay and all that stuff. Everybody likes to get in, you know, on their soapbox about stuff. Uh, but, I mean, he's given us something to talk about, and it looks like he's having a rough time of it, uh, just as rough as the beginning if as we come near the end of the year. So crazy time of year. I mean, crazy year all around. But uh, where's his press release? So I, I left off with about the – they're looking for a replacement uh, so that uh, Jing Liang has someone to fight. And then the middleweight bout between Carl Robertson versus Dalcha Lungiambula, I'm sorry if I messed that up, is being moved to the Thompson-Neal card on December 19th. Um, and then due to injury, number 11, uh, ranked women's flyweight, Andrea Lee's bout against Jillian Robertson is canceled. Robertson will now face Dana White Contender Series Brazil veteran Tyler Santos also on the 19th. So uh looks like... Everything else is still good to go, uh, but that was the latest release from them. If uh, we lose anything else, I'm sure, you know, it'll be closer to fight night than later, and that sucks to say. Again, I'm not wishing anything bad on anybody. <clears throat> These guys are all just trying to make a living. I feel, I feel, I just feel horrible about all this, uh, this uh, COVID nonsense. It's a uh, it's really weighing us all down this year, man. I hate to be all down and out about it, but I don't have Matt here to lift my spirits. <laughs> so um, anyway, let's get into this card. Um, I have a really big – I'm going to say a lot about the main event, so let's look at what's listed as of now. Hopefully nothing else has been lost since I started doing this. Um, so Junior Dos Santos, uh, I feel like that – is a little too soon for him. I know he uh, didn't. He uh, oh man, let's let's bring up there number seven, the heavyweight division. Man, where's Matt? Uh, Matt usually has the the correct the correct records as the UFC sometimes doesn't update their full stats here. I mean, I think we had a, a thing where we were picking against Joe, those Santos and. We wound up regretting it, or was that Glover to share? I'm confusing you with. But um, I mean, I don't know. 
I don't know much about his opponent here. I mean, it looks like it looks like again, judging by their records, that this just might be a logistical matchup. That's uh, you know, due to uh, everything going on. This fight, Kevin Holland versus uh, Jacare Souza. I mean, you know, I'm a jujitsu guy, so I'm always going to root for Souza. But so you guys know, I do this thing with FranMMAnews.com. The Sunday submissions where I kind of like do a recap of everything from the weekend. It's sort of like this, but with a, a better format. Um, I, uh, I've i been – I don't want to write it off to the whole COVID situation because it's just something that, that happens in the sport overall that we've been just, just – it's hard not to notice that um, I feel like in recent years in, in MMA, the guard changes or gets passed – for these fighters that were iconic and great, it seems to happen more frequently than um, than I'm used to seeing as as long as I've been watching this sport. And um, I, Holland has been super impressive. I know he, uh, you know, he's he picked up the name uh, Big Mouth, and Dana White was kind of just like throwing him into the fray because of because of the way he spoke, but he's been backing it up. And uh, as much as I'm a fan of Jacare, been watching him fight forever. Fan of his jujitsu moves. I actually use the there's a collar choke that he does, a lapel choke that he that he I saw him do, and I've added it to my game, and, I, and it's one that I uh, that I have a pretty good good success with. I hate to pick against him, but um, I don't know. I just uh, Holland has definitely been impressive. I mean, he just seems game, and uh, it's a young man's <clears throat> MMA is a young man's sport. And I know when you're looking at like guys in 30s and 40s and stuff like that, that's really not old in life. But for fighting, it's, it's pretty old. You know what I mean? So, um, I I I don't see. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Holland picks up a victory. But if if uh, Jacare can submit him, then hey, I don't mind being wrong. I didn't check the odds on that, but if if Jacare is the underdog in that fight, um, uh, I would do a uh, you know, I'd pick him to win by submission if the numbers are good. You know what I mean? Hinata Moicano. Um, so I've I've been impressed with him. I I know uh, these stats here have <coughs> excuse me have uh have the KO rate leaning towards Rafael Fiziev. But um, I just uh, I mean, if you look at the sub percentage and the decision wise, and the fight time, I guess they don't have information on him. Maybe that's why this guy's zeroing out in some places. But uh, I know uh, Moicano's a worker. I see him. I mean, you always got to worry about when somebody comes from a Kazakhstan or a, one of these stands, <laughs> Dragistan or wherever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> what's this guy saying, Danny from the? The last round, I don't mind you being wrong either. Yeah, yeah. I, I prefer being right, though. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, again, for this fight, um, I'm leaning Moicano, not just because of the. Uh, it looks like there's a dis- there's a disparage and uh, difference in experience and stuff here, but I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, um, <clears throat> uh, you know. If uh, Moicano just outworks uh, Fiziev and he wins by decision or, or, or get, catches a sub or just outworks him somehow. Um, 
this is the fight. Tony Ferguson tweeted something weird today. I guess uh, there's a concern of Oliveira not making weight, and Ferguson kind of just said he's not fighting if he, he's not if if Oliveira doesn't make weight, contracted weight, then this fight might not be on. Um, so I guess that's something we're gonna have to you know sit and sweat about until weigh-ins come. Um, I like the fight a lot. I really want to see it. I hope it doesn't get scrapped. But, um, you know, even though he lost that fight against Justin Gaethje, I mean, it's Tony Ferguson. Dude is uh, something else. Number three against the number seven ranked uh, lightweight. <clears throat> is this contracted at lightweight? I think it is. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it is. Contracted at lightweight. So I don't know. I don't know why there would be an issue with weight, but whatever. Um, I mean, Tony Ferguson has that was in uh, May, right? Was that May or April they fought? Because COVID started in March, they pushed it back. It might have been April. I have to. I'd have to look back at his record, but you know, he's had uh, <clears throat> plenty of time to rest. Um, and the dude uh, definitely likes to be right there uh, in in line for for a title you know, contention, shot, whatever you want to call it. He just, uh, you know, the, him and, and Gaethje fought that war. And, uh, I mean, not for nothing, he didn't go down. He didn't go down. You know, he did uh, his raging raging bull. He shook his head off. He, t- he took too many blows. I mean, I mean, he was dancing afterwards, you know. So, I mean, he, he's definitely got the right mindset to, to still get after and get a title shot. <clears throat> I don't blame him for – saying that on Instagram or tweeting that out or whatever you said about the weigh-in thing. Because uh, if you remember the whole Gaethje situation or Khabib situation, however that wound up working out, you know, with COVID and Khabib went home and that fight had to get made. Um, If you remember how that happened, he, um, he made weight for the original schedule date. And then he had to kind of stay ready for the rebooking and uh, even Justin Gaethje said that the way that <clears throat> rebooking happened and the way it was announced and planned and stuff like that, it, it didn't. Uh, it wasn't something that left a lot of room for preparation uh, for these guys. You know, I mean, so other than staying ready and waiting to hear something, which is probably what Ferguson did, based on, uh, you know, he said afterward it was the longest fight camp ever, and you know, Gaethje, Gaethje, uh, Gaethje had his. Uh, comments leading up to it how he said he found out through social media or some something to that effect so um i don't blame him for not wanting to uh go through that again you know what i mean so if he's going to do his thing which i mean he always like the, the what's his quote champ shit only so if he's going to do his champ shit only then uh, i think uh, he's well within his right to say guess what you know i'm i'm gonna go get fat now and i'll see you next year if uh if his opponent somehow doesn't make weight. So I'm not going to fault him at all on that, but I am picking him to win should they fight. I like Oliveira too. I know he's got some nice ground game, uh, great all-around fighter. Um, but <clears throat> I just uh, – Ferguson is just like he's his uh, – you know, we see all the memes with his training methods and stuff like that. It's just uh, – it's – I hope it happens because the fight this is this is could be fight of the night. However, our main event <clears throat> has two dudes that are uh, more than game to face one another. They literally just fought in the last pay per view. 
Both of them got first round victories, right? Um, Moreno's was the TKO because of Ray Val's shoulder thing, which, man, that was unfortunate because that fight would have been Brandon Royval's been on this podcast. Um, you know, so that was unfortunate that we saw uh end the way that it did, but it left a fresh Brandon Moreno as a number one contender for this title shot that he's going to get this weekend. And uh so here's my concern, <clears throat> and I don't want mean to uh I ain't trying to drag Figueroa through the mud here or anything because of the 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 whole you know, this whole flyaway title situation. If you remember the first time he fought Benavidez. You know, there was a, he he didn't make weights. He won, but he couldn't get the title because he didn't make weight. And uh, he, he rectified that. He made it a point to prove he showed up. I think he showed up on on weight for the last pay, pay, pay-per-view, ready to go for that event, and we saw how dominant he was. But now uh, this will be the thing that, that lets me put it out of my mind forever. If there's no issues this week, there, I mean, COVID is something else. But if he makes weight, ready to go, no, no issues. Not doesn't get rushed to the hospital or nothing, none of that stuff. No sunken eyeballs, or you know, uh, I think they do their media day tomorrow, so we'll see during interviews. Um, we'll see if uh, he makes it. Uh, if he does this healthy, and uh, I mean, he took like maybe one or two shots. I, he might he blocked him pretty well from from the last fight. <clears throat> um, Moreno got in some scrambles but they were both injury free relatively so um and um you know they stayed in vegas so hopefully you know the i doubt any of them celebrated thanksgiving really um i got too fat if they did so if if he get if he makes the scale the numbers and everything then then we should never bring up his that weight issue again um because he's a great so far he's been a great champion um, something about him seems to draw, and uh, both of these guys. I mean, I really like Brandon Moreno, man. Brandon Moreno. When I, if you remember, for the last pay per view, when we saw that it was going to be Roy Vall and Moreno in the fight, um, the uh, I was I was so amped to see that fight happen. I couldn't I couldn't even make a pick because I know both guys are are like such game fighters, and that's pretty much my view on this fight with the exception of everything I just said about Figueiredo. I feel like um, if, if, if Figueiredo is guilty of bad preparation or, you know, he's, he, I mean, he's a champion. So you would, you would think that motivate him. Right. But, um, you know, with the quick, we, we don't know how well these guys are handling the quick turnaround from one pay-per-view. I mean, literally the very next pay-per-view a few weeks apart, um, so I guess the guy that's uh, shown to be more disciplined, Moreno's hungry. I mean, he wanted, he kept on calling for it right after his win. And, um, I mean, it looked like Figueiredo was called for him. If I recall, Figueiredo called out Moreno too. And, uh, I mean, it's just like it's one of those fights that it's like, you know, thanks for doing them. Um, John Shelby and all those guys were probably like, thanks for doing the job for us because we needed something. Because if you remember, it was supposed to be Peter Yan versus Aljamain Sterling. I mean, uh, you know, Yan's dealing with something back home in, in his country that it looks like they just, uh, they're, they're, we're, we're going to have to wait for them. It sucks because I know Aljamain's been, been gunning for that title shot for a while, but it is what it is, man. Um, 
But that's the last pay-per-view of uh, 2020, man. What a crazy year. I think uh, between this event and then the uh, the December 19th event uh, where some of these fights got moved to, um, you know, we'll, we'll have to start doing our fight of the year candidates with the exception, obviously, there's, you know, the New Year's Eve stuff with Ryzen and um, what else do we have? Um, a couple of fights in between. I know there's going to be some some regional stuff going on, CFFC. Uh, and uh, I don't know if Bellator has anything going on next Thursday. I'd have to, I, I, I already closed the, that web page. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, uh, uh, again, we were – it's funny that, that uh, Daniel Zaldivar dropped his comment here because uh, we were actually trying to get him and Mike back on again because of all the uh, Jake Paul, Floyd Mayweather news. I mean, just to kind of, you know, it's it's so 2020, right? <laughs> to see that that that's something that's going to be a thing in, in, in February. Um, I thought it was a joke, and I thought it was uh, Floyd Mayweather kind of clowning us. But then I, I went to that fanmeo.com website, and I saw that they had the prices up for the pay-per-view. Apparently, if you order it earlier, it's cheaper, like around the twenty-five dollar range. And the closer you get to it, the price goes up. But um, I don't know. I posted a, a question on Cure, the question and answer uh, site, uh, asking if that fight was good or bad for boxing. So, if you listen to Mike Tyson's take on it at the end of uh, the Triller event that with that him and Roy Jones faced off on, you know, Mike Tyson. He has a good point where he says, you know, someone like Paul and and Jake Paul said something too afterward. Tyson said that that fight bringing new brand new eyes in his fan base with all his viewers and stuff that he has brings new eyeballs to boxing and maybe maybe if he as if he keeps doing it they'll keep tuning in and eventually you know see other uh more seasoned boxers and bring uh you know kind of bring some love to boxing. Boxing seems to get a lot of hate, right? Um, but then you see all these fights. A lot of uh, Kevin Ioli. I mean, I wanted to get Danny and, and Mike's take on it. But, I mean, there's there's also the there's also these legitimate contenders that have been training the sweet science all these years, longer than Jake Paul. They probably, uh, you know, they probably – have the records and stuff to 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 warrant the paydays and stuff like that, and it's almost kind of like an undermining, you know, a, a slight to them. So I see where they're coming from. You know, I, I can see both sides of it. You know, and then the other thing that I was going to say, Jake Paul did an interview, I believe it was with TMZ, where <clears throat> he talked about how not only did he agree with Tyson's sentiment, but he wants to bring more fans back to. Uh, He'd like to bring help bring fans back to boxing, and uh, the thing that he has that other boxers don't have, and um, which was probably true, was his experience with marketing and content and things like that. And that was kind of like, okay, you know what, you you got that because I mean, look at look at look at what's happening for him because of the way he's uh, he's done things. I think he gave some credit to Ryan Garcia for having a, ha- being somewhat down with that the whole way. Things are marketed through social media and Instagram and stuff like that. I mean, me and Matt, you know, we we've said on this podcast before, we're old. We don't <laughs> we don't know what the hell we're doing half the time anyway, or or what young folks want to see or do or whatever. You know, we 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 kind of just do this podcast because uh, we enjoy the fight game 
and we respect the uh, the time that fighters put in and stuff like that. So, <clears throat> which is why we don't we don't get Jake Paul, but I do get that and what he said. <clears throat> oh boy! So, um, yeah, I mean, we have uh, this is the last pay per view. Then there's the 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 uh, pay per view the uh, that's an ESPN Plus card. The uh, one uh, Jeff Nealon's uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Um, uh, Neil Thompson card on December 19th and again there's a lot of regional stuff on Fight Pass if you haven't I mean uh, if I have to say something if this is going to be like the end of the year podcast which is probably not but um, I got us since I have the floor and I'm trying to get as close to our combat hour as we can on my own here um, I have to say that that the the events offered on UFC Fight Pass and I and you know they're not sponsoring us or anything like that, but that's been my uh, uh, submission underground, <clears throat> submission underground, all the regional stuff, all the uh, MMA, and and um, you know they're going to be adding more stuff next year. They made an announcement that that uh, even after we were done recording last week, Matt was like, I think I got to go back to Fight Pass. I mean that has been my personal combat sports savior of this whole covid situation you know like there's there's always been something to watch they got kung fu movies even but there's always been something to watch there on top of you know the original content and stuff like that so again they're not paying me or anything like that i'm not trying to dick ride fight pass or the ufc or anything like that i'm just uh, i'm just um saying the truth here you know um so the ufc 256 saturday uh belt 254 on thursday at 7 30 so Matt, if you're watching or you listen to this, man, I hope that makes you happy because I know you like a, a 10 o'clock main card is, uh, what's that, yeah, 7 o'clock your time, right? I think so. So that means you're going to be able to watch it. And, uh, you know, we usually message each other while he's out there on the, uh, three hours behind me on the West Coast. But, um, yeah, um, I'm almost at 40 minutes. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I've forgotten to mention. Uh, let's see. We talked about the cuts. We talked about, uh, oh, Clarissa Shields, <laughs> Clarissa Shields and the PFL. I feel like, uh, Clarissa, Shields, you know, it's funny. Uh, I just talked about regional stuff. You know, um, Kayla Harrison got herself another fight of at Titan FC, uh, next week, right? 10 days from now, I believe Titan FC 66. She's fighting Josette Cotton, who she's fought already um, in the pro fight league. I think that was in 2018 they fought. Um, so that's a rematch. That's her second rematch because she fought Larissa Pacheco twice uh, in her the season that her season run, I believe, of her when she won the lightweight title there. So um, I'm wondering if uh, there's a way that they find each other because uh, you know with the uh, the way fighters are seated in. Um, the pro fight league in their season format, you know, um, why am I forgetting her name? We thought we were going to see Kayla versus, uh, Jesus, her, her face is in my mind from the UFC. Nobody, nobody, nobody. <laughs> um, but you know, that fight never got to happen. And then, uh, I, it'd be, if they get to each other, I, I doubt they're going to book them and see them first because, you know, um, Clarissa's, putting in her time uh, with Jackson Wink in New Mexico. If you saw, there's been pictures of her and John Jones and um, 
she just tweeted now. That's what reminded me to talk about it. That she, uh, what did she say? I got it. You know what I like about Clarissa Shields making this move? I can't believe I was. This is what she just tweeted. Can't believe I was doing BJJ today. It's just the beginning, but I'm happy to learn and have some understanding of it. If you watch her hit pads, um, in that one of the videos that that's been shared out there, in between her explosive striking and stuff that she's doing, throwing the kicks, she's smiling. Like you could tell she's having fun with it, and I feel like that's just something that uh, uh that it's going to make her dangerous, you know, and. When I see that, it makes me motivated to want to see where she goes with it. You know, uh, I feel like people are right away, you know, there's people that she's been trolled. I know she's been fending off trolls and stuff like that. But, I mean, her if her and Kayla find each other, that's definitely going to be some major eyeballs. But, you know, the way the, the thing that I love about the Professional Fighter League format is the, um, you know, it's it, there's really nothing you can do trash talk hype marketing certain fighters like that because <clears throat> if you know i and i know the pfl has invested heavily in kayla but she's been able to back it up and she's been you know she's hungry to fight and compete and so is clarissa shield so um it, it would be a classic striker versus grappler matchup if that happens but um i mean we'll have to wait for their 21 2021 season to start to see how that goes i mean given uh her her she's green to mixed martial arts they might want to build her up a little like kind of let kayla do her season and have clarissa fight one of these like uh non-season bouts kind of the way they did with um kayla when she first came in i think it was still under world series of fighting when she had her first one or two fights and then they had her as a featured bout during the the season prior to her you know winning the the lightweight uh tournament so i mean that that might be the the way to go but uh shields doesn't want to stop boxing either so i would imagine she's in between seasons if she stays with them she's going to pick up some boxing matches if they come her way but um listen if you watch clarissa shields amanda serrano heather hardy uh follow their social medias you'll know the reason they're dipping their toes in mma is because um how shall I say it? I mean, it's just me tonight, so I'm, I'm going to be frank. Shit ain't sweet uh, when it comes to the ladies book getting fights booked for them in boxing. So, that, I mean, more power to them for making this move. I love it, man. I mean, you, if you look at I wrote something for sure, dog, about the fight with Heather, Heather Hardy and Anna Holotan, how they kind of they both kind of mentally agreed with each other. Like, hey, let's try this MMA stuff against each other and see how it works out. And I covered that event in Mohegan Sun for Bellator, and they were getting booed and stuff like that. But I was like, I mean, I, I was kind of like, hey, come on, man. You know, everybody's getting, you know, everyone's giving uh, Floyd Mayweather crap for, for okay, you did boxing, but you won't come to MMA. And here I just read off a full list of ladies that have done both and will jump back and forth as, as long as the money's right. They could give a damn about their ego. They should to check their egos at the uh, cage door, if you will. So anyway, that's where I'm going to leave that. Matt usually takes us out of here. Um, 43 minutes. I think that's good enough. That's close enough to an hour. Again, my apologies on Matt's behalf. You know, sometimes life throws uh curveballs at you and you got to deal with them. So uh, 
Shout out to Matt Hawkins. We love you. Uh, I hope I made you proud with this solo uh, broadcast. But uh, you know, I, uh, we 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 thought about postponing. Probably would have been the move, <laughs> given the uh, the state of uh, you know fights and COVID. But um, I got stuff I have to do between uh, now and the fight weekends. Uh, you know, I, I think I'm doing live results for one of the Cage Warriors events. Obviously, the Bell Tour is Thursday night, so we wouldn't be able to record Thursday night. Um, and I think the Cage Wars I'm doing is Friday. Plus, I have my own training and stuff I'm trying to maintain, you know, just to keep my own sanity and, and you know, whatever happening before. Lord knows when we're going to get shut down like the uh, California did. So <clears throat> I got to gotta get I got to get it in while I still can. Um, so, but yeah, wear your mask. Be safe. Uh, follow us on Combat Hour at Twitter. Coast to Coast Combat Hour. I forget how Matt spells it. We're on Instagram, though. Uh, make sure you check him out at MMA Hawk 21 on Twitter. Um, Car Basil right there on the bottom uh, on Twitter. Old Head Carb on Twitch. I haven't streamed anything in a minute because I've been busy. Um, and this podcast, all the video versions of it and what have you live at allaccessmma.com. Make sure you check out allaccessmma.com uh, for some fresh content, fight news, interviews, from guests on this podcast, we had James Lynch, James Lynchy who contributes there as well. And uh, yeah, that's it, man. Hopefully, we get all the fights we want this weekend. And uh, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving and all that stuff. I forgot. I, I, I'm already kind of lost on uh, what's going on in the world right now. But um, we should be back to normal next week. Um, and I hope I hope I did uh, did the podcast justice. Sorry, I got no guests and, or nothing like that again. I mean, you know, it's a it's, Freaky week this week. Freaky week. So, but um, thank you so much for tuning in, those that watch the live stream. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you. I guess uh, I guess next Tuesday, if all is if the world has not ended or obelisks haven't popped up in the middle of the country or anything like that yet. All right, take care. Thank you, everyone. Hey guys, Ed here, East Coast side of the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast. If you like what we're doing, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, if you'd like to help us out and donate, uh, the support links are in any of the uh, podcast descriptions and some the links are also provided on our YouTube channel, The Blogboard Jungle. Um, thanks again for listening. And if you give us some support, we'll give you a shout out on the podcast, maybe... Uh, bring you on for a UFC pay-per-view breakdown or two. Thanks again.